Welcome back to another episode of a Quick Timeout podcast. On this episode, I talked with Zach Marcus, staff assistant for the Duke men's basketball team. I had the chance to hear Zach explain the scouting process to a group of campers this past summer at the Duke basketball camp. I thought it'd be both interesting and insightful for you coaches to hear how a high major program goes through that process in preparing for an opponent. It's a terrific episode that I know you'll really enjoy. Quick housekeeping note, big thanks to our friends at 323 Sports for sponsoring this episode. 323 Sports is a team dealer specializing in sports uniforms, equipment, footwear, and apparel. To find out more about 323 Sports and how they can help your athletic program, visit 323sports.com. All right, on to my conversation with Duke Zach Marcus. Joining me on the show today is Duke men's basketball's Zach Marcus. Zach, thanks for coming on this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tony. I know those who pay attention to the Blue Devils know you a little bit already, but maybe for those who don't, you want to just share a little bit about yourself and what you do there on Coach K's staff? So I'm an assistant with our coaches. I I help our coaches with scouting. Um, So we're preparing for games. I'm in charge of all of our opponent preparation. That's cutting up film. That's watching games. That's capturing games. Pretty much anything in that realm. I'm in charge of that. I work with our video coordinator and our director of ops as well. I help coordinate some recruiting visits. And uh, pretty much get my hands on a lot of different things. And, and, and I'm there for whatever our coaches need. I think the best way to kind of get going talking through this is just talk through a game week. So let's say that you guys are playing maybe an early season game, not a tournament or anything, because I know those situations can be unique. But just maybe like a standalone Sunday or Saturday afternoon game. When does that process start for you and what all is involved with that? I think we could just use our first game of the season, the Kansas game. As an example, so we play Kansas in the Garden on November 5th, and that means our coaches um, and myself will start watching film about two weeks before that game. So from two weeks up until that game, we're watching film, we're cutting it, we're putting it together. And by three or four days out, we'll have what we would call a preview ready. Preview would be about a three minute highlight tape highlighting, you know, what Kansas does really well, how we could how we can exploit what they don't do well and a few of their best players. And then a little bit closer to the game, uh, we'll have what we'll call a scouting tape. And that's a little bit more extensive. It has all their personnel. Usually it'll go eight or nine players deep. Some of their sets that they like to run, if they do anything special on defense, baseline or sideline out of bounds. And we'll show those, uh, those two videos to our team two days and one day before the game, respectively. So the preview, you make one specifically for the coaching staff, right? Or is that the... Same thing for the players, or is that separate from what the players get? The staff will meet, and there's an assistant coach assigned to each game. So one of our assistants uh, will be assigned to the Kansas game. Myself or our video coordinator, Kevin Cullen, will work with whichever assistant that is, put together a sort of what we would call an extended preview that we will watch as a staff probably three days before the game. Um, So we'll watch that as a staff. We'll pick and choose what clips and what order we want things to be in. If there's anything coach thinks is missing, we'll add that in. Um, And then two days before the game, we'll meet in the morning as a staff. We'll watch that preview again after it's been cut down and, and sharpened up there. And then we will show that preview to our team. Do you guys do kind of like keys of the game? Are there like seven, eight, nine things or is it just a few things? What are you focusing in on for the staff and then for the players during this preview? Usually the keys don't change. Um, And what I mean by that is whatever keys we show when we watch it as a staff, most of the time, those are the keys that we'll end up showing to our players. So I'll return back to what I said before. If we're going to show something for Carolina, I'll use them as as an example here. 
just because they're pretty similar year after year with, with Roy Williams and, and the program that they have. We'll have the keys of keep them in the half court, right? So we need to make them a half court team because they like to push the ball, keep them off the three-point line because they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country every year and keep them off the offensive glass. So those are the types of things that we would show in a preview, right? So we would show those two to four keys tops and then between one and three of their best players. And, and every team is different. You know, every situation, every game is different. So each preview will be a little bit different. Some will be shorter, some will be longer. Um, it just, it really is just unique to, to whichever opponent we're preparing for. Okay. So that's for the coaches. And then, like you said, then now the players are starting to get a little bit more involved uh, with a video preview that you give to them. So you said just a couple of days out is when the players are watching the preview, correct? Yeah. So we'll show that to our guys two days before a game, right before practice. And we'll show them a little bit shorter of a version of the, of the preview that we show as a staff that we watch together. Um, we'll cut it down just a little bit. Sometimes it doesn't change. But most of the time, you know, there are a few changes and we want to make it a little bit more concise and make sure that we're not giving our guys too much information, but that we give them enough and the right stuff so that they can be ready for whoever we're playing. One of the things that you told the group that I was listening to was one of the ways that you get the players involved. Are they taking any kind of kind of notes? Yeah, so that's for the scouting day. For the preview, the preview is less focused on personnel and more focused on let's figure out, you know, let's give our guys two to four things of who is this team? So I'll go back to Carolina. Carolina runs, they shoot threes, and they hit the offensive glass. Now, those aren't the only three things that they do well, but those are the three things that we feel like they do the best and that they could hurt us doing the most. So the note-taking comes the next day, which is one day before the game in the scouting video. You want to kind of move into that? So kind of talk a little bit about the scouting and, and kind of how that's different from what you're doing here at the beginning with the preview? Yeah, definitely. So you know we'll do the preview two days out, like I said, and then one day before the game, we'll have prepared a, a longer video, which we would call our scouting video. That'll include all of their personnel. And then again, anywhere between two to four of their offensive actions that they really like to run. Sometimes it's a little bit more than that, but we try to keep it succinct for our guys and, and you know make sure that they just understand mostly personnel and who they're guarding. And that's where the note-taking comes in. So on the scouting day, we'll meet in the theater upstairs, right beside our practice facility. And we will have scouting outlines, you know, printed out and put in front of each guy's seat. And it'll be, there'll be a picture of every player on there with, with space to take notes, their stats from the season thus far, their height, their weight, what year they are in school, um, and then the position that they play. So our guys will get pretty much all the information that they need. And, you know, we'll give them the freedom to write down things that they see in the film. We'll show usually somewhere between three and five clips of every player that we want to include on our scouting report to our entire team. And whichever assistant coach is the head scout for that game will be up front in the room uh, running the presentation. And he'll sometimes one of our coaches will stop the film and say, you know, write this down. Or he goes right. He likes to go right. Or, you know, he's, he's an awareness guy. And what we mean by that would be, for example, I'll use, I'll use Carolina again here. Cameron Johnson last year, he was a lottery pick this summer in the draft. One of the best three-point shooters in college basketball last year shot about 50% from, from the line. We called him an awareness guy. And what that means is you have to be with him on the catch. And we would pause the film um, and tell our guys to write that down. So we want, um, we want our players to write down what our coaches are saying, but we also give them the freedom to, to write down things that they see. For example, if, if last year, if Trey Jones 
saw that Kobe White liked to pull up when he was going left. We would give him the freedom, you know, to write that down. We would want our guys to feel empowered to to take notes about things that they see, tendencies that they see, and also make sure that they get the things that our coaches see. On the days that you have extra preparation, so you're playing on a Saturday and you've got a whole week to prepare versus a back-to-back, maybe during a tournament like Maui Invitational or ACC tournament, and the chance that maybe the players have a little bit more time to watch film or to write more things down, do you feel like that affects their play? Like, can you tell that it affects their play on the court? I haven't noticed anything like that. We try to keep the process as consistent as possible. So if we have an entire week to prepare, and I'll I'll go back now to Kansas, our first regular season game this year, we're not going to show a preview a week early. Like We'll still stick to two days before the game, um, and then we'll show the scouting tape one day before the game. And that's pretty much the process we stick to. I haven't noticed a difference in terms of our guys being prepared better one way or the other. I think our guys lock in. Uh, either way. And when we have quick turnarounds, like in a Maui Invitational or in the ACC tournament where we're playing every day, we would show what we would probably call like a combined preview scouting video. So we'll have one or two major, uh, like main keys that our guys would have to know. We would have those in the very beginning. And then we would go right into personnel, right into sets, any sort of specials that they do, and then anything they do defensively. Um, so we try to keep the process as consistent as possible when we do that. I haven't, in my time at Duke, I haven't noticed any correlation or any trends or any changes based on the amount of time that we have to prepare for the game in terms of how our guys perform. You mentioned some of the sets, OBs, basic actions with the players. How detailed do you go with that and how many do you give them? And do you find like, you know, too many becomes at some point just kind of overload? Definitely too many can hurt us. The biggest thing you know, that we want to do is, is walk our guy. We'll show a couple of actions on film and then we want to walk our guys through them on court just so that they're ready. We try to get calls so that if our guys hear it on the court or if we hear it as a staff, we can yell it to our guys and they can hopefully react in time and know what's coming. The biggest thing that we emphasize though is our guys have to talk. No matter whether we know the play or not, our guys have to talk defensively. They have to communicate to one another. Um, and we, we've got to play five as one. That's a constant thing that our coaches are preaching to our guys is as we walk through, as we show sets, no matter what, make a command, make it loud, and just do it. You're not going to be wrong if you, if you make a different command than, than, than what we've practiced. So, you know, make a decision in the moment, but be decisive and, and talk it through. And we should be able to, uh, to be successful on the defensive end that way. Let's go ahead and talk about the walkthrough. Uh, one of the questions that coaches always ask is how much time do I spend on a walkthrough for an opponent versus practicing what we do? So how much time might be out of a typical in-season, middle of the season, or let's say ACC conference opponent, do you all spend in practice walking through what the other team does? I think it's, it's situational. You know, I think it changes based on who we're playing, based on how many games we've played recently. You know, if our guys are, if we haven't, if we've had a few days off and we're getting ready for a game, we might do uh, a live walkthrough. We might play five on five and have our, our blue team, our scout team, our reserves um, run and simulate what our opponent's going to do. And we might play it in five on five to get our guys ready more. If we've played two games in four nights and we've got another game, you know, the next day or two days later, uh, we'll probably do a little bit more walking through where it's slower. You know, there's less wear and tear on our guys' bodies. So it really just depends. Um, there, it's not an exact science. Our practices leading up to our games 
the closer that we get to the game, practices are more based on that team, right? So um, if we played a team that pressed, we would do a lot of press breaking drills in the beginning. If we played a team that didn't like to, to play against pressure, we would work on our press. So in addition to walking through and preparing for, for what actions they run, we cater our drills to that team as well. So our entire preparation changes for, for every game. So it's changing throughout the season. Um, what drills we're doing, you know, in the, the order in which we do them, what we focus on, the degree to which we play five on five, the degree to which we walk through, the amount of time spent on all that. It all changes um, throughout the season, you know, based on who we're playing, based on how many minutes our guys have played in the past few days, based on how, you know, how much, how high their load is, how heavy their load is. So we'll cater all of that um, towards that. So let's go ahead and kind of keep moving towards the actual game. And let's say that it's game day. What scouting is done on game day? Is it just a walkthrough? Is it going back over a preview? Do you have clips that you show them? Do you just talk through? Does coach talk through a sheet, a quick scout? Like, What does that look like on the actual game day? Most of the time, we don't show any film on game day. Occasionally, we do. The most common time that we'll show film on game day will be in a tournament setting where we played the night before and we won. So then we play the next day. So that next day, game day, we'll, we'll probably show our scouting video for the first time in the morning. Um, but during the regular season, we almost never show film on game day. We will walk through, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get some shots up. And then you know we want our guys to go home, rest, eat, sleep, um, and then come in you know with enough time before the game to get treatment, get taped, and get ready. Um, and then we'll give our guys one last verbal preview of their personnel and the keys to the game right before the game in the locker room. So um, usually it's John Shire, our associate head coach. They will stand in the front of the room and, and present to our guys, you know, the keys that we had talked about. So if we're playing Carolina, we'll write on the whiteboard and remind them no threes, keep them out of transition. We need to hit the offense. We need to hit the defensive boards tonight. And then we'll go through their five starters and just quick bullet points. You know, we'll go Kobe white explosive in transition uh, don't leave him, uh, you know, no threes. Kenny Williams, excellent shooter, really good defender, be strong with the ball, no threes. Cameron Johnson would be an awareness guy, so on and so forth. That's sort of the process on game day. You know, we, we don't really show film again um, throughout the regular season on game day because our guys have, have watched film usually for two straight days. And, and we upload it to our, uh, we, we have a software that we use that our guys can watch um, the preview and the scouting videos at any time they want on their phones or their iPads leading up to the game. So we'll upload those. Our guys have the freedom, you know, when they're home in their dorms, after they've done their homework and relax, whatever for the night, they can watch those so that we encourage them to watch it on their own as well. Get a second or third look at a guy. And that's sort of the process that we stick to. The game is played. And you guys win, but the process isn't actually over. I know a lot of coaches think like, oh, okay, all right, game's over. Like That's just, it's almost kind of like the middle for you guys from, from what you described. What happens after the game is over? It's, de- it's definitely not over for us. So we'll say, let's say we play at 7 o'clock in Cameron. The game will end about 9, 9.30. We won't meet as a staff until after media. So let's say 10, 10, 15, and we'll sit down as a staff and we will watch our game again. So we'll watch our game. We'll pick out clips of things we did well, things we didn't do well, and we'll put together a feedback video that we'll show our guys the next day and teaching points and, and also things that we want to emphasize of, hey, we did this really well. You know, let's build on this, right? Like let's continue, you know, let's continue to advance the ball 
in transition quickly. Let's continue to crash the glass from the weak side. We'll pick out little things um, that we've done well and then teaching points to, uh, to improve our team. And then after we watch our game, we will start preparing for the next team. So let's say we played on a Wednesday night. We're, wa- we're watching our game afterwards. And let's say we play again on Saturday. We will then, as a staff, watch the preview that our assistant coach, that whatever assistant coach has been assigned to that game has prepared. We'll watch it. We'll discuss it. Any changes we want to make. And then we will sometimes even watch a game or two of that team, especially once we get into conference play. A lot of ACC teams are playing on the same night. So a lot of times there'll be a recent game that none of us have watched, right? Like let's say we're playing Virginia on that Wednesday. We beat Virginia. Um, And let's say we play Syracuse on that Saturday. Syracuse might play Wednesday night. So none of us have watched that game yet. So a lot of times we will end up watching a full game as a staff after we watch our game and after we watch the preview. And that can take us till about two, three, four in the morning, you know, depending on how late the game was, how long it took, how many clips we wanted, you know, how many changes we made to things. Are you recording games? I know it's not on film like it used to be, but are you recording games? Are you waiting until those are uploaded to like Synergy or or somewhere else where you can look at them? So we do both. If there's a quick turnaround, kind of like the situation I described where our next opponent is playing the same night we are, we'll we'll record it with a direct TV and, and sports code. Most of the time, you know, we don't we don't typically have those types of turnarounds, but um when we do we'll record it and then when we don't, we'll just get it from Synergy. Is the entire staff kind of weighing in when you watch your game or is it kind of like mostly Coach K or how does that work as far as like, what are you guys? Is it the guy who was responsible for the scout for that particular game? When you're reviewing, what does that look like? It changes from game to game. Coach K does does a great job, including his staff. Um, and he wants, you know, he wants his assistants to speak their mind and, and to, you know, say what they see and all of that. So everybody in there has an equal voice and, you know, coach usually points out um, the right thing. And, you know, sometimes our assistants have a little bit different perspective, but you know, everybody in there has a different voice or has a equal voice rather, you know, there isn't, um, I don't feel like there's a situation where, you know, coach is the only one talking or coach Shire this day is the only one talking. Everybody contributes and we, we work together really to put that, to put that film together. And just for those who are interested in getting into sports at the level that you're at, what time do you get home in the morning? Usually about two, three, four. It just depends on what time our, our game starts. Um, and then you're back in the office the next day at 10 or 11 usually. Okay. So that's kind of like the scouting from A to Z, but let me ask you now uh, just a few kind of like special situations, some things maybe Uh, we talked about like the preparing for an opponent in a tournament setting where you have back to back, you got anything else kind of connected to that? Any special that you guys do that's out of the ordinary, whereas you'd have a whole week or maybe two or three days to prepare. The only thing we do differently when we've got a back to back like that is we'll show, we'll show one film, we'll show one video to our team the day usually it ends up being the day of the game like in the ACC tournament you play every day so you know let's say we win on Friday and we play again on Saturday night Saturday morning we'll get our guys up and we'll have breakfast and then we'll watch what we would we would still call it our scouting video but we'll sometimes include some preview stuff and and what i mean by that is sometimes we'll include one or two section of keys and and we'll do that if if we feel that this is a team that does one two three things 
incredibly well. So if we were playing Carolina, and I, and I keep going back to them just because they're so unique and they do they do many things well, but they do a few things particularly well, usually the best in the country. And, and that would be shooting threes, offensive rebounding, and pushing the pace. If it's a team like that, we'll almost always show keys, even if we have one day prep. So we'll just show those in the beginning and then we'll go right into personnel and then right into sets. If it's Syracuse, we'll show their zone, how to attack it. We'll show their personnel and we'll go right into sets. If it's a more traditional team, you know, a team that doesn't necessarily have a few things that they, that they do incredibly well, um, we may just show personnel and sets. So it, it all really depends, you know, in that tournament setting, it just depends on who we're playing. It's not an exact science. It really just depends on who we're playing in that tournament setting. As I was saying before, teams like Carolina, teams like Syracuse, they're unique in, in a few ways. And we want to make sure we get those points across to our guys. But, you know, some other teams, not not saying that they're they're not good teams. For example, like the, when we played Notre Dame a couple of years ago, they're one of the best teams in the country. We may not have shown uh, some keys for that game. It just depends. Like it, re- it really does just depend on who we're playing and what they do, who they are. And, and how our guys are doing too. So they're, they're, like I keep saying, it's not, it's not an exact science. It's situational. And uh, Coach K has the, you know, the best feel for, for these types of things. He's been doing this for a long time at a high level. And, and our staff is right there with them. So our coaches do a great job. They keep, they keep a consistent level of preparation, but they also you know, keep it fresh for our guys. And, and it, it's different and unique each time we're preparing. And, and it keeps our guys' minds fresh and, and, and keeps everybody also on the same page. Earlier, I heard you say that when you prepare for an opponent, you guys use your part of your teams as a scout team. So let's say like Alex O'Connell has to be Clemson's all ACC guard for the day. What does the staff do to prepare Alex for being that Clemson player? We'll usually watch film as a, we'll watch film as a team, right? So Alex will see those the clips of, I mean, we can use Clemson had a kid, uh, DeVoe, who was an incredible shooter, um, I think two years ago in the 17, 18 season was his last year. And so we, we may use, you know, that day in practice when we're preparing for Clemson, we may say, okay, Alex, you're devote today. No threes for no threes. Right. So if he gets an open look that, you know, that's not good enough. Um, that's not good enough for our defense. Um, so we'll kind of, we'll kind of prepare that way. We, we don't really break it down in terms of this guy likes to go right. This guy likes to go left. Alex, you can only go right today. Um, we, we don't do things like that, at least not since I've been here that I, that I can recall. We'll have our guys mentally prepare for guarding who they're going to, to be guarding, you know, and then, and then Alex is ready when he comes into the game, right? He, he knows if he's guarding DeVoe, like he had been preparing with our team as, you know, DeVoe is a great shooter. So no threes, you know, we try to get every, we want everybody to be ready. Anybody's number can be called at any time. Um, and we make sure that, uh, our starters are ready, our reserves are ready. And, and, you know, our whole team is, is ready for what coach would call, we're ready for a fight. Um, and we're going to do it together. And, and that's sort of how we prepare, um, in terms of assigning specific roles to our, to our scout team. What's maybe for coaches, what's maybe one or two pieces of advice that you have in relation to either scouting an opponent or preparing on court for an opponent or actually putting together some sort of physical scouting report? Because, I mean, the truth is most of the coaches that are listening to this don't have in their budget to hire somebody like you full time. The, the first thing for me is less is more. And, and what I mean by that is you're preparing your guys for an opponent and they're also taking classes and they just prepared for an opponent two days before 
and they've got a lot on their plate. They've got a lot on their minds. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're showing enough so that your guys are ready, but you're not showing too much so that they don't remember in that split second, who do I close out to? Do I close out to Cam Johnson or Kenny Williams? You know, 10 times out of 10, you close out to Cam Johnson. Not that Kenny Williams is not a, was not a terrific shooter at Carolina, but, you know, Cam Johnson is one of the best shooters uh, in college basketball last year. So you want to make sure that you're not giving your guys too much information. And the other thing I would say that's sort of on, on the same track of this is who, who are you doing it for? I, I was at coaching you this summer in Las Vegas and Will Hardy, an assistant for the, for the Spurs, made the point of, you know, who are you doing it for? Who are you preparing for? Um, are you doing it for you? Are you doing it for the coaches? Are you doing it for your players? And us as coaches, you know, we can watch a game and we can remember all seven horns actions that a team runs, but our guys are not going to remember that. Um, so who are you preparing for? What are you showing and why are you showing it? And to keep that in perspective and to understand that, you know, you're putting together film for your guys, right? For your players, for your team and your guys to be ready um, is important. And, you know, you, you want to show as a coach that you understand this and you can do it all. And you can remember 15 plays off the top of your head and walk through all of them perfectly, you know, but that, you know, that doesn't necessarily yield success with your team. And so the two of those pieces of advice kind of go hand in hand. Um, but those are two things that, that I really do believe help, you know, help your guys get ready, help you as a coach, prepare your team the best way and, and have helped Duke for a long time. You know, coach does not overload our guys with information. Um, he, he's got an incredible balance of giving our guys the right amount of information. We, we show our players what they need to know. I mean, we don't show them too much. And we feel that our guys are prepared most of the time and we'll show them what they didn't do well the next day in feedback. And that's sort of our process there. And, and those would be the two biggest things as, as, a, as a coach in training and a young coach here that I would say are, are two things I'd focus on. Just to that point, when I started out, I mean, we had all the like the fast scout and all the the film and and everything that kind of the fun stuff that coaches look at. And we were trying to give our players so much. I don't think it was to make ourselves look good, but just like so they would be prepared. And we gave them so much that it almost seems sometimes like they, they didn't pay attention to literally anything. Right. Because it was like information overload and they didn't even pay attention to the most like the simplest. Your guy goes right. And so during the game, like I'm frustrated because he's letting the guy go whichever way he wants to. I'm like, that's on the scouting report. But I gave him like five sheets of paper and they didn't, they looked at it, but they didn't remember any of it. Right. I, I don't know that you mentioned this, but the sheets that you give your guys, we're talking about like, like one page, right? One page front and back. Yep. So we'll have one page front and back. We usually don't do more than four bullet points for each player. Like for each each um, guy that we're having our, our players prepare for, and we'll have a little section at the top with the keys, which again are two or three bullet points, and those keys are the ones that we had gone through the day before in preview. So it's just there as a reminder. We'll have a little section of how we're going to guard a ball screen, which again, one or two lines tops. You know, we're going to hedge on top. You know, we're going to ice on the wing, and we're going to switch one through four. Boom, done, easy, quick, easy to remember. Um, it's three quick things, and then on the bottom of the back, we'll have some little charts of who their best free throw shooters are, who their worst free throw shooters are, and who their best three-point shooters are so that our guys can take a look at those. And, and I'll have one of those behind the bench so that in, in crunch time situations, you know, I can make sure our coaches know who should we foul. So those are really the only things we put on our scouting report. We try to keep it short, but we, you know, at the same time, make sure it's sufficient. 
And I'm guessing too, that as the season goes on, it's not so much of like, you're having to teach them something new. You're just saying, like you said, you know, we're going to ice the ball screen. And so they've already done that. It's just that they know that for this opponent, we're going to play the ball screen this way. Yeah, exactly. You know, coach from, from the start of the season, from our first practice at the end of September, you know, we'll start working on defensive fundamentals. We'll start creating our defensive identity and then we'll do the same thing on the offensive end and we'll make tweaks here and there. We'll change throughout the season. We'll adjust to, you know, based on how we're, how we're doing, you know, some maybe like last year, for example, we started to switch one through five, even with our big guy on the court. And we found that that worked really well. So we Mm -hmm. may, we'll make little adjustments throughout the season and and coaches, you know, coach is not in any way reluctant to change what he does. He, he does a great job adapting, um, to the game, to our guys, um, to, to the talent that he has. And, you know, we'll create, like I said, we'll create our, our identity on both ends of the floor, but that, you know, that's open to change and, and coach is ready to adjust to that, you know, based on who we're playing, based on how we're playing and, and so on and so forth. Zach, thanks so much for sharing all this great stuff and uh, for taking the time to come on the show. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Just really quickly. If you haven't heard yet about anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other platforms so your show actually gets heard. You can even make money from your podcast, no matter the size of your audience. It really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and share the podcast with your coaching friends to help us grow the game. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again at the next time out.